0: The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Good morning. Good morning. I was thinking about this gospel and about the epistle, and uh, I, I, I kept kind of landing on that phrase, great cloud of witnesses, and uh, th- thinking of those who surround us. Over the years, um, we here I- in this community have been blessed to have many stellar young athletes among us. They came from um, uh, unlikely families like braun and uh, spire and uh, and uh, uh, and Bruner and others. Uh, but they went and, and actually, there was even one hedges that I do <laughs> recollect. I mean, go figure, but um, you, you know, we have ha- been blessed with, with many um, uh, who, who achieved great things on the athletic field. Um, uh, thinking about Gabe right now and, uh, and, and the power lifter, Lauren Shackelford. And I mean, there are some incredible things that are happening right now athletically among, among our people. Of course, back in ancient times, in very ancient times, uh, there was the legendary, uh, almost uh, mythical, Kurt Spire. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, he shrouded in mystery. And, uh, and, of course, who can forget the Isla Vista Dogs? <laughs> now, there, there was a team that we fielded. And, of course, that moment where I overran third base and then attempted to argue with the, uh, the ref that, uh, that this really was okay and that he really shouldn't allow me to be called out. It, it, they do it on first base. Why can't they do it on third? So, so we have, we've had some remarkable athletic moments on the field, <laughs> many memorable ones. Yet, when our folks came to the stadium on game day, there was one thing that we could count on among us. And that was that about half the people in in the stands really wanted our folks to lose. Half the people in the stands wanted the other guy to win and they wanted our guys to lose. When one of ours dropped, or missed or struck out, which did happen from time to time. Half the stands cheered, and when one of ours would make a point, they would boo. When, when, when a foul went uh, against us, they would cheer. When a foul went in our favor, they would. They, it, it just, it, go figure. 50% of the people that were in the stands wanted us to lose. When we made a point, they all groaned. They thought, oh, woo, woo, woo. They made a point. But today, we are on a field. We are on an athletic field in a very real sense. We are on a field this moment where all of those in the stands, all of those in the stands, all of those watching from above, and around us, where all of those in the stands are praying for our victory. They are praying for our good. They are praying for our success. They are praying for our health. They are praying for our victory. For those watching us from this stand have been on this field before. They have been on this field like we are now on it. And they have taught us by their example how to conduct ourselves on this field. They cheer us with a grace to get up again when we have stumbled and fallen. And we do stumble and fall here on this field. But they cheer us with grace when we stumble and fall. They do not laugh at us. They cheer us. So today, we are in the good order and rhythm of the Church. We have come to All Saints Sunday. In the Romanian Synaxarion, where it speaks of this day, it says that this day is set aside to commemorate all saints who struggled for one single Christ and to remind us that each of us in our time must struggle according to his own strength and with all his might. It seems that today we have had all saints set before us that we all might become saints. They are set before us so that we might be like them, not just so that we might see them as characters in some myth, characters completely different from us, characters inaccessible to our broken characters. They are set before us that we might become like them. Now, if all of this sounds a bit overwhelming to you at this point, and it certainly does to me, even as I thought about it, I found it quite overwhelming, perhaps we ought to look for a moment at what it is that a saint is. To be sure, the Church has said all along We say it in catechism that saints are those who in life or in martyrdom achieve theosis. By the grace of God, they had partaken of him and they had so practiced his virtues insofar as a mortal person can. And like St. Paul, the saints could say, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Think about that. For me to live is Christ. Christ is all that I live for, a saint would say. And to die is, is a gain. They became examples in that effort for us who are not quite so far along on that journey. Yet this path to sainthood is not just for the few, it is the design of God for all of us. We were designed for sainthood, each one of us. Each one of us was created for this place. We were created for this, 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 this competition that we have here, this challenge that we have here, this struggle that we have here. And our hope in this is none other than Jesus Christ, He became like us. He came upon this field with us. He walked on this field. He struggled on this field with us. He became our elder brother on this field. He became, if you will, our teammate on this field. In his prayer for us in John 17, Jesus said to the Father, The glory which you, Father, gave to me, I have given to them. Our hope for this, our hope that that impossible vision might somehow happen in us broken ones, our hope for this is all saints. All saints who themselves were broken and weak, but yet were made strong and lived in Christ. In St. Paul's letter to the not-so-saintly church at Corinth, he addressed them, even though they were not-so-saintly, he addressed them to the church of God which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Our calling is to be something beyond what we were when we were called in the first place, And our calling is to be something beyond what we seem to be today, what we feel like we are today, with something beyond what others tell us that we are today. For those voices that tell you, you are nothing. The voice of the Holy Spirit says you are called to be a saint. To be sanctified in Christ Jesus is to be set aside... It is a promise. It is a promise. Like a bride is set aside for her betrothed. We are set aside and we are sealed for Christ. When one is received into the Orthodox Church and is signed with the Holy Chrism, the priest says the seal of the gift of the Holy Spirit, and every kid in the building goes, Sealed! And sometimes they even do it a little ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I I, I noticed that in the baptism. It was, you know, we're so primed to want to say that. Because it's such a lovely thing. Think about it. Sealed. Sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Sealed for the promise of all that that is. I mean, is it any wonder that we want to say sealed? A whole lot. I mean, I find myself walking away from a baptism saying it. Because we want that. We long for that. We desire that. That is the heartland of our home that is deep down within us that we long for. That for which we have been sealed. The seal of the gift of the Holy Spirit. In the holy mystery of baptism, that seal, that gift, is somehow grafted into the spiritual DNA pattern of what it means to be a human being. That was the image that we were created in we we fell we we got a bunch of graffiti on the image uh, the icon that the Lord gave us got all dirtied up um, but yet that that's still there, and the seal of the gift of the Holy Spirit restores the ability to deliver it. That is why we are sealed don't you want to be? in all the fullness of God that you were created for? Or do you really want something less, mankind? Do we really want something less than what we were created for? Do we really want something less than the image of God? Our example, all saints, show us what it means to be living in the image of God. Saints are those who have preserved the seal that they received at baptism through the fires of life in this world. Saints are those who took the treasure that they received that day and ran the rest of their difficult course of their life. Saints are those by whose prayer that seal is passed down and signed upon each one of us now. It is by their prayers that we are sealed and signed. So it is when we say sealed that it is as much a fervent prayer for each of us ourselves as it is a triumph for the one who just receives it. It is a prayer for each of us that is renewed in that moment when we say sealed. You were sealed for saintliness. You were not sealed to live the rest of your life as you have to this point. You were sealed for that for which you were created. And as fire comes upon a clay to change its very substance and to make possible for it a higher purpose, a higher use, so the fire of chrism comes upon us and seals us, just as it did at Pentecost, seals us to become saints. The fire of chrism and even the trials, the fires that come upon us in this life come upon us to transform us into something precious. They do not come upon us to consume us and destroy us. They come upon us to transform us into something precious. We are fired to become saints. Overwhelming or not, Overwhelming or not, sainthood is each of our calling. It helped me when someone told me that the path of the Christian life is a bit like a 12-step program, one step at a time. <laughs> and, and most of the steps are baby steps. Thank you, Bob, for that one. <laughs> most of the steps are baby steps. They are not quantum leaps forward, you know, one great leap for mankind. They are Most of our steps, of those steps, are little baby ones. One step at a time. Step one is the deep down recognition and the confession that by myself I am powerless and my life is unmanageable. Ever been there? I have. Step two is to bring that confession of powerlessness to Christ. For only when we see him, Only when we are in his presence will the rest of the steps on the path to sainthood become clear to us. Only when we see him, only when through him we see all saints, will it all become clear. Otherwise, it's a scary thought to think about living the rest of your life trying to be a Christian in this messed up world. This is true for us, just as it was true for all saints. They were each one of them. Each and every one of them, each and every one of them was made of the same clay that we are made of, not of some different, uh, more heroic stuff, some sort of... uh, uh, you know mythological heroes, and y- you read the hagiographies, the stories of the saints, and sometimes it sounds almost like you know Greek mythology. It's so, it's so awesome. You, you're just dazzled by it. But remember, when you hear those dazzling stories, that they're made of the same stuff that we are. Remind yourself of that. That though they achieved the purity. And the preciousness that they did, they're made of the same stuff that we started out with. So, I submit to you, the path of sainthood might be described, best I see it, as set before us, in a couple ways. Number one, repent and always be repenting. Come to Christ and come back, if you've moved away from him. Come back and get back on the path to sainthood. And remember when it all seems overwhelming that the seal that has been set upon you sets you apart for the high purposes of God. And though fires are there, they will transform you into a precious gem. Look at the lives of the saints, meet them, and you will find examples and heroes and friends. If you do not have a patron saint, Pray that the Lord will help you find one. He will. He did for me when I asked him in pretty clear terms. If I could quote one old homily on All Saints Day by St. Bede the Venerable, who was an Englishman back in uh, the early 8th century. He said of All Saints, In their society heaven exalts... In their protection, earth rejoices. In their triumphs, the Holy Church is crowned. It is a great cloud of those saints that surrounds us in this life. Now, we may only see with our human eyes, we may only see their icons, but they are following us. They see us. They are following this, our season. And this is our season now on the playing field. They are following us like parents and grandparents of young athletes. They are following us just like we have at our kids' t-ball games. They are following us with that same affection, with that same encouragement, and with those same prayers. Their intercessions cheer us on to victory on this field. Why? Because today, our victory here fulfills their ancient victory on the field. Somehow, in a mystery, they are not complete without our completeness, without our victory on this field, as we heard in in the epistle. All of this is to the glory of God, and to him be glory.